So we want to welcome everybody again. Now, Major Tracy read Psalms, or Proverbs rather. They both start with a P, sometimes they confuse me. Proverbs, chapter 31. And sometimes when we think of Proverbs 31, as women, as girls, if we are not wives or mothers, we may think it doesn't apply to us. We are not wives or mothers, are we? But I like to think that it's something relevant for each and every one of us, even men, honestly. Because the woman described in Proverbs 31 is a woman of integrity, of dedication, of hard work. And honestly, those traits are good traits for anyone to have, right? I love verse 30 of 31 in Proverbs. And it says, Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised, right? It could be a man or woman. Guys may not be beautiful. We may consider them handsome, but handsome fades, right? Beauty fades. But a person who fears the Lord is truly something to behold, right? Now, we have this lovely mirror here. How many of you guys have ever looked in a mirror and not liked what you saw? That's okay, you can be honest. Because, let's be honest, we have probably all looked in a mirror or caught a reflection in a glass window as we walked by and said, oh my gosh, who let me out of the house like this? My brother used to have socks, and he wasn't colorblind, but sometimes I wondered if he was. And he'd get somewhere, and he couldn't tell, and his excuse was it was dark when he got dressed. Guys do that, right? And then they get out in the light, and he realized he was wearing a brown and a blue, or a black and a blue sock, or two different socks. Or even he had shoes that were the similar style, they were just different colors. And he walked out of the house wearing two different shoes once. It was something. How many of us, though, have lo looked in the mirror, right? And we have problems with what we see sometimes. Now, we got this at a women's retreat we went to, and it says, Hello, beautiful. Now, that's great, but something that we can all use, regardless of gender, is I want us to look in the mirror and look at ourselves and go, wow. Practice that with me. Wow. Now, just my learning style, I like acronyms. I like words that mean things. That's what an acronym is. If you take the first letter of everything, it makes this thing. So, wow. How do you spell wow? Anyone know, right? W-O-W. -W. 
Now, this is where it gets a little difficult for the guys to be able to fully identify with the acronym. And then if we put the M, it would be MO, which is kind of like mowing the grass. But for women, wow, women of wonder. Women of wonder. And if you kind of listened when Major Tracy was reading Psalms 31, we were kind of going, wow, that woman, right? She was busy and she handled her stuff. She got up early in the morning. That may be the one deal breaker for me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> she was a woman of integrity, though, right? Now, mothers, mother figures, the adults in our lives, just to cover all of our bases, are hopefully the ones who teach us how we should live by teaching us important guidelines and rules when we are children, right? That's why the Bible says, train up a child in the way it shall walk. And when they are older, they will not depart from it. And I'm kind of reminded, I stand before you, having stole something before. Now, I was two. So, a lot of people say that doesn't matter, but let me tell you what happened. My mama was so embarrassed that I stole this little car that she literally made me take it back into the store to tell the cashier. And the way the story's told, I'm, I'm actually a very dramatic person, so I can believe this, but at two, I was very, even at two, I was kind of embarrassed. I didn't know why I was going to have to get my car back. I found it. And so apparently, I'm going into the, to the store, tears streaming down my face because I'm upset. And the cashier takes a look at me and goes, oh, no, that car, she can just keep it. And my mama goes, nope, she is going to give you this money for this car. It is the principle of the matter. It wasn't her car. It didn't matter if she found it. She's going to have to pay for this car. And I literally, at two, was the one who handed the woman the money. At that point in time, I'm like, shoot, can I just keep the money? Take the car, right? <laughs> but my mama was teaching me a lesson, right? Not to take things that aren't yours, right? But in the end, it turns to also be, be responsible for your actions. If you stole the car, you have to deal with the consequences. If that's being embarrassed as you pay for it, then that's what happens, right? My mama was like, nope, she doesn't get it for free because that's a reward. And what she did was wrong. She still has to pay for it. Mind you, I think it was like a dollar car or something, 25 cents. It wasn't a huge deal. But it's about the lessons we learn. How we should act, how we should behave. That's what being someone who's wow is about. It's not about how we look. 
Because some days, hey, we may look in the mirror and go, wow, I look good. Some days we may not. We may say, wow, I look bad. But if we are modeling our lives after the example we see in Proverbs 31, we can always say, wow, I'm getting it done. And know that God is pleased with who we are. So we're going to take a look at what it is. Now, as we review Proverbs 31, here's what I want you to remember. Even she wasn't perfect. We don't know. She may have had fights with her kids in the morning, getting them to do their stuff. There's a story about a preacher who grew up, and he says, you know, when I was younger, I had a drug problem. He goes, my mama drugged me to church every Sunday, every Wednesday night for programs. And any time there was something special at church, I got drugged there, right? She was teaching him up, and look what happened to him. He became a preacher. Proverbs 31 is teaching us what it means to be someone who's virtuous, someone who has integrity. Virtue literally means valor. And we think of valor, we think of bravery, right? We often think of those who serve in the military having valor. But in living a virtuous life, we have valor. If you look back in Psalms 31, there's a couple of key notes. One thing says she works with her eager hands. It doesn't say she works with her hands. It says she works with her eager hands. I have something on my computer that says, do what you love and love what you do. She works eager with her hands. She doesn't say to herself, I can't believe I've got to do this again. She's happy about it. She is excited about the fact she gets to do it again. She works eager. Eager. She anticipates it. She delights in doing it. She works eager with her hands. And in her eager work, verse 15 says, she provides for her family. And not just her family, she's blessed enough to have people who work for her, and she takes care of them too. And then it says, verse 16, she handles her money wisely. That may be a challenge for some of us, let's be honest. When you have it, even getting it sometimes is a challenge, right? But from us, what we learn here is that to be a woman of virtue, to be a person of virtue, <laughs> we can't be scared of work. And honestly, we can't even be begrudging it when we got to do it. Because some of us work, we just don't like it. 
we'd rather not if we had a choice, right? But this is her attitude, how she looks at it. She just handles it differently. Have you guys ever tried to spin wool? Oh, I've seen it. It does not look like something. I'm not really a big person on patience, and spinning wool is not something that's going to be on my bucket list. <laughs> I'd be like, uh-uh, not me. But she does it, and she's eager about her work. She looks forward to sitting there and doing this because she knows what it accomplishes. It provides for her family. It provides for her and her loved ones. And then what it does provide, she manages wisely. So we too should be eager. Rebuke the spirit of complaining and grumbling. Because all that does is steal your joy. You ain't going to be eager about it if you're complaining about it. Do it happily. Because you know it's accomplishing something. And when it does, manage it wisely. Store it up. That way, you can live a life of valor. Now, the next step to be wow is integrity. Now, Webster Dictionary defines integrity with two different terms. It says, first, it is a firm adherence to a code of especially moral values. Adherence means compliance, means you do it, you follow along. And then the second definition, the quality or state of being complete or undivided. Those sounds like two separate definitions, don't they? That second one doesn't even almost make sense, does it? Be like, what? Integrity? But think about it. If you were driving in a car, and remember it's state of being complete, and you realize that you are missing a door, the integrity of your car has been compromised. You don't want to ride in a car like that, right? You're missing a door. You're missing a windshield. You're missing something, right? It still works, but it doesn't work properly. You've compromised the integrity. But a person of integrity says... They are someone who firmly adheres to the word of God. Someone who is complete and undivided in their commitment to God and others. That's it. That covers both of those definitions, doesn't it? The moral values, as Webster calls it, are all outlined for us in the Bible. So we follow the word of God firmly 
then we are doing something of integrity. And then when we're complete and undivided, when we're not compromising in situations in life, settling, making excuses for behavior just to make ourselves feel okay. Well, this happened because, how many of you have ever because and used actually because to start a sentence? Because, I used to think because I actually could start a sentence until my teacher in English class told me no, and she was, was like, Jennifer, because is not a word. So then I changed it to cause. <laughs> I took the B off. She said that was still wrong. And we make excuses, though, don't we? We make excuses for our behavior. Well, I would love to spend more time with God, but I have to work all the time. I'd love to spend more time with God, but the kids just keep me so busy. I would love to do more for others. I just don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have, you can fill in the blanks. With either one of those situations, because you know you probably have before. I can't because... Or I did this because. But a person of integrity, we follow the word. We adhere to it. We don't compromise in following it. We are whole, complete, and undivided because we adhere to the word of the Lord. And when we do that, we can have integrity. And if we don't have it already, we can get it. Anytime. We can become a person of valor and a person of integrity. Now, I told you one of my favorite verses, if that Psalms 31 was 30, verse 30. Because it said, Charm is deceptive. How many of you have ever been wooed in by somebody? Lied to. Taken advantage of. In one way or the other. We're not going to get into that. And gone, oh my goodness, they had me fooled. Charm is deceptive. It says it's a liar. That's what deceptive means. They lying. They're tricking you. Charm can be deceptive. It's the ability to win others over by saying what they want to hear and doing what they want done to string you along. The Bible says that charm can be deceptive. It's fake. It's a put on it. It's not real. A woman or a person of integrity doesn't use charm to get their self out of situations. How many of you guys have ever tried to charm your way out of a ticket? You don't have to, you don't have to tell me. I actually can never seem to do that. 
I'm just always so upset that I got pulled over. It just never happens. <laughs> but if we ever found ourselves in trouble, we've tried to charm our way out of it, haven't we? Because we didn't want to pay consequences, but we've already learned that part of integrity, part of being virtuous, is dealing with what we get ourselves into. A woman of integrity, a person of integrity, never has to pretend to be someone they're not. They don't put on a fake face. They don't make it look like they have two different personalities, a personality everybody sees and the personality that only families see or the personality they are when they're alone. Now, if the person you are when you're alone is not a person that you want to hang around other people, then maybe you need to change that person. If you are better when you are around other people, then maybe you need to become that person. It also says beauty. Beauty is fleeting. It fades. It doesn't last forever. But that's according to the world standards. <laughs> if you want to gander at the doctor who gets paid the most money... Because of the specialization field they are in, who would you say it probably is? Plastic surgeons. They're the ones buying multiple houses and boats and cars. Because they are making money off of people trying to retain beauty. Or change it so that they can be considered beautiful. But the Bible tells us not even to worry about it. Beauty is passing. <laughs> Honestly, we're cute as kids once we hit tw 20. Sometimes. I don't think, I don't, 20 is a little, 20, 21, it's kind of weird to call people cute after that, right? Kids are cute. After that, you know, after we get out of being the cute kids, we may be pretty or beautiful, but we can already tell that it's fading away. We're not as cute as we were when we were kids. People don't tell us as much, do they? Because beauty is fading. It's already changing. But a person, a woman of integrity, doesn't spend the morning looking at themselves in the mirror saying wow do I look good today man nobody is going to look as good as I do I mean hey you could say that it's good for self esteem maybe just make sure that it's not giving you a big head but that outer beauty is going to fade away eventually. I joke, my, I'm the palest one out of some of my family members. The only thing I got from them, I got it from my mama. We'll talk about Mother's Day. My mama's hand's really good. 
She literally, she lays out in the sun all day. I tell her, Mama, put sunblock on or something. She goes, oh, no, I'm fine. I don't even burn. The only thing I got from my family were dark circles under my eyes, and I'm very conscious about them. Self-conscious, I look in the mirror, I go, oh, my goodness, it looks like I'm sleeping. Some days it looks like I've been socked in the eye, so I'm self-conscious about it. But honestly, they're from my mama. It's a gift. Maybe a gift I want to return some mornings. <laughs> but it's a gift. It's a sign that my mama had me. She loved me enough to have me. Share a little bit of my testimony right here. My mom was in the military. She wasn't married to my dad. And right at the cutoff, they decided that they were going to get an abortion. To this day, he actually still has this. I bless him for it. I consider it one of his gifts. My dad has a horrible sense of direction. He could get lost coming out of a paper bag. And he got lost that day. They missed their appointment. They couldn't get another one. My mama considered it a sign that I was meant to be. And so when I look in that mirror, I'm going to be a little bit more thankful. Because it's proof that I'm here. We let those small little things, though, bother us, though. We look in the mirror and we begin to worry about those. But a woman of integrity doesn't worry necessarily about how she's looking on the outside. Because charm is deceptive, can make us a liar. And beauty is going to fade away. But integrity is something that will stand the test of time when we are a person of integrity. Verse 25 says part of that integrity is strength. She is clothed with strength and dignity. Clothed with strength and dignity. It's not a physical strength. This isn't saying that she was best bent pressing. Although she probably had some serious muscles if she was getting up and working all that hard. But that's not what it's talking about. It's not saying that she was clothed with strength. Because you got to pay attention to that other word that makes it important. Strength and dignity. This was an inner strength. This comes from knowing that you can lean on Jesus. This comes from knowing, as we say in Philippians 4.13, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, right? The Hebrew word for strength is often safety, protection, refuge, a stronghold, or a fortress. A woman of integrity, to be a person of integrity, we have learned to lean upon the Lord. Major Tracy blessed us by sharing us her testimony. And I can tell you from observing her during that time, that's what she was doing. Leaning upon the Lord. We've all gone through hard times, haven't we? To get through them. We lean upon the Lord. 
children, her husband, her friends, her family, those, her servants, they were all finding safety and protection because she was, as I said, verse 30, was a woman who feared the Lord. She leaned upon him and trusted in him. She adhered to his word and knew that he would provide for her. <laughs> this world has fallen apart, isn't it? But a woman of integrity should be there to show the strength of the Lord for those who need it. When the going gets tough, people look at a woman of integrity to lead the way. As one said, we'll never know how strong we are until we're put in hot water, just like tea. You never know how strong it is until you start putting it in hot water. But that's when you find out that that's where your strength comes from. Honestly, tea, the longer it's in hot water, the what? The stronger it gets, right? If you don't take that bag out of the hot water, it's going to almost become so strong that you don't want to drink it. So if you're going through a hard time, think of it that way. That your strength is growing so much that you're going to be able to overcome whatever you're going to face. If you're like, man, where is my reprieve? I could use a cool bath because this hot water I'm in is just getting to me. Use it as an opportunity to strengthen yourself and to strengthen your faith. That way you can be strong in the Lord. Verse 25 also says honor. Honor means someone who has a good name, a person of superior standing, one whose worth brings respect. But here's the important thing to remember, though. Part of having integrity is not only do we have a good name, not only are we a person of superior standing, but we're humble about it. We don't lord it over, everybody. We don't make other people feel bad because we're better than them. We teach them. We encourage them. We nurture them to become someone just like we are. The person God has made us. We have a humble spirit. We don't stir up the pot. We steer clear of anything that may cause us to damage our integrity. We know the Lord and live for him. And we understand that when we become a follower, when we become a Christian, when we be become a child, the king, that we are reflecting him to people in the world. And that people in the world are going to look at us and see him. And so the question, a woman of integrity needs to be aware of that and not be doing anything that is going to make people question who they are and who God is because of who they are. So a woman of integrity is a person with honor and dignity. A woman of integrity has behavior, outstanding characteristics. She respects her husband she can respect other people. It says 
that she respects her husband to the point where it makes her husband a better man and he trusts her with all his heart. That's for her husband, but honestly, if you treat other people with respect, you will be given it back. So she loves her children. She provides for them. She raises them to fear the Lord. We're surrounded by children who need to know these things, who need to know the love of God, who need to, to know the fear of the Lord by following his words. Fear isn't fear like we understand it. Fear is reverence. Fear goes hand in hand with that respect, respecting what the Lord is, what the Lord does. And then, verse 20, she has a heart for those less fortunate than her. You may think that you are bottom-rung barrel, but you know that saying. There is someone worse off than you. When we are going through our hard times, we may not think that. We're in that hot water. We may not think anybody is worse off because we can't see beyond ourselves. But a woman of integrity, a person of integrity, doesn't want anyone to suffer. She sees beyond just her own problems. She will do everything in their power to make sure someone else's life is better because of her. She will do what she can. We should do what we can to help somebody else out, to make someone else's life better. Because when we do that, we will be blessed in return. And the most important thing, when you're looking, and you're looking, and you're looking at a woman, a wow woman, it's not your face that you're looking at. It's your heart. And the heart says she fears the Lord. We're supposed to fear the Lord, to revere him, to treat him with awe and respect. That means that we know the Lord. A woman or a person of integrity begins at the feet of Jesus. We revere him, we love him, we honor him, we worship him. We trust him, for he is our savior. And we are saved. And when we are a person, a wow, a woman of wonder, person of wonder, then finally it said in verse 33, her children will respect her and bless her and her husband will praise her. When we are a person of wonder and we are interacting with other people, it's not going to be just our children or our husband. It's going to be the people around us who will recognize that in us, that there is something special in us, and they will bless you for it. You will be a good person, (laughs) and you can be a good person all you want, but without the Lord you will never be complete or undivided. You need to have 
integrity, valor, dignity, honor. And it all starts with a relationship with Jesus Christ. We're going to have a time of prayer. We're going to play a song. And as it plays, we invite you to take this time to dedicate yourself to becoming a person of wonder, a woman of wonder in your life, in your interactions with other people, to act with valor and integrity, dignity and honor, with compassion towards others. And it starts with a relationship with Christ. And if you need to spend some time in prayer about your relationship with him, we invite you to do so at this time. And if you would like, the altar will be available as the music plays.
Our most gracious and heavenly Father, we just come before you right now this day, Lord, and we thank you. We thank you for the fact that you are our source of strength, that you have given us this opportunity to serve you. And Heavenly Father, we ask that you help us to grow in our relationship with you, that we may become a woman of wonder, that we may become someone who is wow in the eyes of you, Lord. Help us, Lord, to be all become people of wonder, a person of integrity, of valor, of dignity and honor, a person whose heart beats for you. Heavenly Father, guide us and direct us in our lives so that as we walk, we may walk in your ways, that we may adhere to your word. And Lord, we thank you for mothers, whether they've been the ones who birthed us or the ones who helped us. We thank you for all the mothers in this room, Lord. Just be with us this day. In Jesus' name, amen.